Mala, Yak Mala, welcome back, my friends, to the Cult Film Showdown. I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and I am super happy to be joined by my good friends, and my good friends are Nick Boxer. Greetings and salutations. I am really glad this movie's over. Aren't we all? I, I think I think that we have we have agreement of that. I I mean I think it's still playing somewhere, um because because oh it'll the, live forever in my head the four hundred hour long runtime. But um, it is the bars and tone of the background of the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, so anyways, it's just every every day at the end of the programming. <laughs> At the end of the programming day, China salesman starts playing like the national anthem. Jim, Jim, let's do some business because I don't think we can top that. So let's, let's... can we just skip scoring this time? Yeah. Uh, it's the shortest we can this episode. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the longest movie we've done, so it should be the shortest episode. That would be uh, it's an inverse relationship, right there. Yes. All right, uh, James Cotta, you are in the house. All right, and you should. Uh, I'm going to say you should uh, subscribe uh, to our podcast on your favorite <laughs> podcast app, uh, and uh, there'll be a new episode in about three days um, from whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> uh, Mondays and Thursdays, that's when new episodes go up. Uh, I want to get that out of the way, because yeah. uh, uh, I can't count on anyone being here at the end of the episode. Just in case you fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm... I am uh, I am pushing my comfort level of uh, of staying positive. About <laughs> and speaking of, I, uh, I, I try not to <laughs> try not to get down in the mud. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and sometimes Oof, it's, it's it's going to be hard. But uh, but we have Mister Positivity, whatever whatever he is this week. What do you mean, whatever I am? Remember how uh, remember how I was a uh, Chris Peacock there for a little while, mm -hmm. and uh, no, and 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 the the, the Peacock Network sued me. And then, uh, so I changed it to still stayed with, uh, McCock, Paul McCock. And, uh, you know, the problem was, uh, remember all the crap we talked about the Peacock Network last episode? <laughs> well, apparently, uh, they got vindictive because of that. They got good lawyers. Even McCock I can't use. So I thought, let's go, let's, let's go fresh. I'm like, Let's get some inspiration. You know who I was a big fan of there? You know who I love there? I was a great singer. I love me some Jim Neighbors. Oh, Jim Neighbors. Yeah, that was – oh, what a beautiful voice. Everybody was I a big fan of Jim I loved him as Ernest. Oh, Jim Neighbors was fantastic. Yeah, that's right. Gomer Pyle. Uh, is he, Jim is he Ernest? <laughs> no. Honestly, if you had said Jim, yes, I would have believed you. That was Jim Varney. No, this is Jim Neighbors. So Neighbors, that's a great last name. And then I was like, who else? Are I like? uh, Guy Lafleur, the flower. He's my all-time favorite hockey player. So that's right. This podcast now has some Guy Neighbors. So, anyways, um, when when we get to the uh, uh, this podcast is yeah yeah let's just wrap it up. <laughs> okay, okay, no, um, it, it is it is obvious nobody wants to talk about the actual movie. Eighty five um, minutes of fame. Yes, indeed. Uh, the the theme or, or three hundred and forty two <laughs> minutes of fame. <laughs> the, the, the theme this season is uh, eighty five minutes of fame. So this is. Uh, uh, every movie we're doing this year is featuring a, a lead performer. Uh, I think they're all lead performers uh, or a featured performer, I should say, uh, who 
is best known for something besides uh, being in uh, in films. Uh, so this time out, we got uh, uh, we've got non actor Mike Tyson uh, opposite non actor Steven Seagal, mm-hmm. who's, who's <laughs> Steven Seagal best best known as a traitor to his country. Uh, <laughs> Mike Tyson. Uh, Best known for for serving his time. <laughs> oh my gosh! I really wonder who would uh, win in an asshole battle between Ginger Baker and Steven Seagal. I <laughs> that'd be something. I I think that Ginger actually showed a couple of moments of uh, where he actually seemed nice. So I think whereas Steven Seagal, I just don't think has those whatsoever. Yeah, but he was slapping a woman's ass while he was doing it. <laughs> Is Ginger Baker's the one in the the Union Jack dress in the Spice Girls, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. you don't know. Broke up the band. Broke up the band. Broke up the band. Yeah. What a jerk. Uh, but here's the thing. As Penance, Nick now has to describe this movie in detail. <laughs> All righty. Uh, yeah. Yin Zhang is our titular China salesman, and he's representing his company in a bidding war for cellular rights in Uganda. Unfortunately, this is complicated by Western interference and uh, unsuccessful coup led by Mike Tyson himself. Sort of. Now, you know, in three, yeah, in three sentences, you've met, ra- you've massively changed my my score for crazy concept. <laughs> Yin Yang is forced to be <laughs> is, is based forced on to find increasingly unlikely and unprobable solutions to overcome this uh, to overcome the betting war and save Uganda from Western cellular uh, Western cellular cellular product. That's what happens, and this is a what? very, very long movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, I spaced out in the middle so, of it. Much like, I, I, so. that's much like the movie itself. That explanation was too Seagal long. Steven Seagal owns a bar where people occasionally drink pee. Well, where you have to drink, otherwise you are offending them. Uh, For yeah, what but there's reason? Pee, we don't. So, yeah, nobody knows that. It doesn't matter. Steven Seagal could be cut out of this, and. Wouldn't matter one bit. Uh, yeah. Well, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. They probably would have showed. They probably would have cut the uh, the budget in half. So, well, yeah. yeah I, I, my assumption is that of the twenty million yeah, dollars or no, whatever, God, it, most of it went dollars. went to uh, went to Steven Seagal and Mike Tyson to be in it. <laughs> so, um. Who, who's got Great something story. to say be, besides this is a really long movie <laughs> that 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 I think it's okay. So it, it's a weird movie. I mean, it's a it's a it's a boring as hell movie is what it is. But but it's a weird movie because of the fact that it's completely based on a true story. So that's that's fine and in and of itself but then the the fact that they jammed in mike tyson and steven seagal and when i say jammed in steven seagal i truly mean that they had to like find a way to shoehorn him in that seems so completely out from out of nowhere that i think that's the weird 
thing about the film for me overall is that it's an entirely different film than the movie that Stephen Skull and Mike Tyson are in. Yes. Um, like it's, it's like they were making this completely different film that then they, I mean, Stephen Skull has no role in the main story. Um, and Mike Tyson really only has a role in the main story in the very end of it, which is like as long as it took me to figure out if they had just added the two of them to a completed film. Right. Yeah. So that's I didn't I didn't know that because I'll, I'll admit right now I tried on four occasions to watch this movie Four. <laughs> on the fourth attempt. I was like, oh, God, I've watched it four times or, or I've every time I would start up where I last left off when I couldn't take anymore. And I looked and I saw I'm 50 minutes in, which means I have an hour to go. <laughs> and I tapped out. And for the first time in the history of this podcast, I didn't watch the full movie. I could not do it. This movie was making me angry. I was mad. Like, this is so far from what this podcast is supposed to be of the type of movie we're looking for. It was a, a uh, an unfortunate fail. Um, yeah. Well, I, I mean, you got a little bit. I mean, if you only had to make it three movie, uh, three more minutes, basically, from where you left off to the actual end of the movie. Because <laughs> it ends and there's still 39 minutes left in this movie. Oh, man. There's, there's a the lot whole, of endings. The whole third act of this movie, and the, and I don't think the listeners will believe this. The entire third act of the movie is uh, is our hero, uh, Yan Jin, who is trying to set up uh, three cellular towers <laughs> to make a freaking phone call. That's that's and that's that the really third. What act. happens for half hour? Yeah, that's don't, the entire. Third don't forget act. about the fourth and the fifth and the sixth acts <laughs> that this movie also features. That, I, <laughs> Now, now, uh, uh, Jack, uh, I don't know if because you you did you weren't able to do this uh, successfully do the, uh, the the research of actually watching the film, so I'm not sure if you made it into any other research. As far as the trivia, I I did I dug around and there's like nothing on the film. I think everybody involved with the film and everything else just wanted to forget about the existence of this thing. <laughs> I, I think people are talking about this film. But the Chinese government is censoring everything <laughs> that is being said. <laughs> Not even um, if you've got a really, I've never seen such a Djangoistic type like film. Oh, I have. Words the East before. I mean. Oh, I have. You never saw Wolf Warrior, which is awesome. No, I never but... actually saw that one. Oh, it's awesome, but it's way worse <laughs> as far as that's concerned. In uh, that one, in that I, one, I, the, the Chinese are the, the heroes that, that need to rescue the Americans all the time. Really? Did it have a character running towards people shooting at him with the only defense of the Chinese flag? That was pretty Flying cool. in front yeah. of him? Because this movie awesome. does have that. Yeah, that oh. was awesome. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. What I love is the movie poster that features Mike Tyson right up front, and then Steven Seagal in the background, and like, and where it actually looks like a true action movie, and and you know, and in 
what world, of course, does a true action movie feature somebody setting up cell towers for 30-plus minutes? Well, this one, apparently. <laughs> it, I, I wish I could. Mike Tyson and Steven Seagal fight is also the trailer. It is. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the awesome. thing. It, it's, and it's the highlight of the movie. And it comes, what, like six minutes into, like, seven and a half minutes or something like that? Or yeah, eight minutes, something like that? And it's not a particularly good fight because it's an obvious stunt double for Seagal. Oh, yeah. Strangely. But well, because everything only, is. But it's also only the only time I can ever remember in history Seagal not only losing a fight – but actually uh, letting somebody hit him. Uh, I guess it took maybe an arguably a top 15 heavyweight of all time for him to, to agree to look like he's not the toughest guy in the room. Though, again, meaning it was the, the uh, stunt double who looked like he wasn't the toughest guy in the room. On the yeah. plus side, I mean, this does give us the chance to talk about uh, a fat Steven Seagal for a little while, you know, <laughs> and and the fact no. that that like he's supposed to be the toughest guy in the room, but he is so fat and he doesn't move. Like that's the greatest thing about his martial arts is that it's completely reliant on him not moving except for like swishing his hands a little bit, <laughs> you know. Well, the uh, there, there, the Will Sasso. The Will Sasso Mad TV seems more on on point every single day, doesn't it? With him, <laughs> where he imitates him and he's a big Will Sasso's a big man. There, you guys don't know that? Oh, jeez! It's another. Why am I bothering making any references to anything else? You guys apparently only watch cult films. <laughs> there, there is a Hollywood legend that Steven Skull routinely pitches shooting his fight scenes sitting down because it's all in his <laughs> arms and it's been refused by awesome. a lot of stunt choreographers i think this might this film might be the one he finally got it in that's tremendous that's one of the greatest things i've ever heard all time all my life i i do love the the tyson fight in this is uh carries carried me quite a lot the tyson gets in a barroom brawl uh which is uh amazing and uh, and then fight steven seagal uh so those two and a half to three minutes are just fantastic uh and uh if you can find those on youtube then uh, i recommend just watch the trailer yeah it was funny that that uh the user reviews on imdb are are pretty consistent um people I, (laughs) i need to frame this right people mad that they were promised a Steven Seagal, Mike Tyson film and didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Because like, the moments that, that they're the, not the, there, the, the best outcome of what they were starting of what, of the task they were setting out to do was to see Mike Tyson and Steven Seagal together. That was the, that was the best result, that <laughs> way that that could have turned out. <laughs> and instead they got this amazing story of setting up a cellular network. Um, I, I do. I, I love that they have this big argument about whether 5G is going to catch on. Uh, <laughs> that was funny. 4G. 4G is going to catch on. Um, yeah. We all know the They're 5G. About, yeah, they keep on talking about 3G. Movies made in 2017, but obviously set place earlier. But they keep talking about how 3G is like the technology. And yeah, that was that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I also can't find it. It's, the. the uh, I think we could probably go to scoring. Oh, yeah. I think think I've got. Um, I just want to mention the acting. I think Mike Tyson actually is the best actor in this film. Oh, my. And I believe he might have learned his 
lines phonetically, despite being uh, the only here's the thing. who speaks in English throughout this entire film. Here's here's the thing about this. Here's the thing about this is, I mean, most of the most of the actors were literally like people they found on the street, like uh-huh. like people like the, like the and that they gave lines to the the blonde girl. She was in Smurfs too. Yeah, yeah, the one who's playing, she's French, playing the French character. Yeah, um, what a weird relationship between those two, by the way, when you say love interest. What a weird, weird one. But yeah, no, well, it's a, actually, a, that's a common love interest type thing they do in Chinese movies because Chinese are weird. You said it, not me. <laughs> Censored in China. All right. What a, well, yeah. what a weirdly specific thing to say, Nick, that none of us agreed with. <laughs> Sorry, Chinese movies are weird, not Chinese people. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for clearing that it's, up. It's okay. If you've got a Huey, you're not here in this episode anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. In our search for the ultimate B-movie, we rate each film in five categories, none of which are objective quality. The first category is called Schlock Uphill, and we do start with Stan. Well, after starting watching this movie, after after fully watching this movie, I realized that the only score that I could possibly give it was a 10, you know, <laughs> for the first six minutes. And then, unfortunately, for the last, you know, 14 hours of the movie, I, I have to give it a negative nine. So I'm going to go with a one. It's too bad. I, I typed 10 into the octagon and I'm not allowed to change it once I'm <laughs> Uh Yeah. Schlock appeal. You know what? I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a great score, considering the rest of this film, of a six, just because it has the big, giant, hairy balls to put Mike Tyson and Steven Seagal on the freaking poster in the trailer, and not let anyone know what this film actually is before they sit down. It tricked me when I picked it. I would not have picked it if I knew. What the rest of this film was, I, I if I knew this film was about, about making a cell phone, I a cell phone call, I would have not <laughs> gone near it. Uh, there are ways to uh, actually to know that. Uh, what you do is some research. Stephen, uh, I wanted to watch a Mike Tyson, Steven Seagal film. Well, and and apparently, oh, if you watch the trailer, then that's what you got. That's what you got, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the bones are there. Uh, well, yeah. The what did you of give a it again? Carcass. <laughs> a six. Uh, Stan that's... gave it a ten, and Nick gave it a six. <laughs> no, that's a, a zero six. one. And you're, and you're judging my scoring last time. Oh my! Uh, it's a movie that has absolutely no schlock. It's a big budget, uh, slick production, uh, no schlock at all, except for one two minute fight that happens in the first ten minutes that is incredibly awesome. So I'll give it a two for that fight. The rest of the movie is just so bad. So, yeah, two. All right. So that's a ten from Jack. Uh, <laughs> I might have – I lost – I wasn't paying attention. I'm just assuming. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think that every scene with Mike Tyson is awesome. Um, and I, the amount of scenes with Mike Tyson uh, – Standing beside one, standing beside one prop uh, in front of a blue screen, is uh, oh, there's is awesome. A, he took Lindsay Lohan lessons. For this <laughs> <That's right>. uh, <laughs> he, 
he he I, I love the fact that he tried for the first two minutes to do a uh what do you call it? A uh uh an accent? accent. Yeah, and then just was like, screw it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm I'm done. It's like he practiced the one line with an accent. Um <laughs> The, the African king with a with Mike Tyson's. Uh, I don't even know what kind of accent Mike Tyson has. Honestly, <laughs> so, it's just Mike Tyson. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm still gonna go all the way up to a four. All right, uh, more heart than budget, and I threw the uh, this budget into the ex- into exchange rate because it's uh it's 110 million Chinese yuan, uh, one. Uh, so. S- uh, 16 million uh, U.S. is the current exchange on that. Uh, it says, yeah, it says the budget's 20 on uh, on Wikipedia. That's which is which, of course, how much of that money actually would have to go to Steven Seagal and Mike Tyson for doing what it, for? Well, for actually, the funny thing is, is that bringing them into it brought us to this movie. So I mean, that's yeah. the, that's really the problem. Like, fair enough, it, it <laughs> did its job. <laughs> yeah. Because like, yeah. you can't tell me that anybody else would watch this movie if they weren't in it. <laughs> if you pitched me a movie about uh, a, chi- a Chinese hero setting up cell phone towers, I probably wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, successful. Fair, fair enough, yeah. Now, I mean, is, is anybody good in the movie? Well, the answer is no. So, I mean, everything else from there completely falls apart. So I, I think it's a zero. Um, yeah, I, I would love to say this movie had one ounce of heart. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sponsored by the Chinese government now. Ten. Um, <laughs> no, zero. Nothing. They've, nothing. They've, <laughs> they've hacked the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chinese have now hacked the octagon. Ten's across the board. You've got a champion. It's, uh, and the movie that cannot be beat. <laughs> the really, the really funny thing for me is almost always movies that are based on a true story are because they want to show like real life, interesting, uplifting, uh, you know, interesting stories of overcoming and these type of things. And and, and yet this movie doesn't do that. I got a one. <laughs> We are on our way, gentlemen, despite oh. the 10 that came up earlier. We are on our way with this film. I've seen, wow. I will, uh, I think someone was really happy to get Mike Tyson into this film. <laughs> uh, so one for me. I, I do think that uh, also giving a feature, I think the director enjoyed giving a feature role to uh, to Steven Seagal. Um, out of curiosity, uh, uh, Nick, you're probably the person who would know this. Would this have been after uh, Ip Man 2? It would have been, wouldn't it? After after Mike Tyson was in Ip Man 2? And kind of I probably believe, stopped? I, I Yes, yes. Yeah, the, then, and then I believe at that point, this he is the newest film that Mike Tyson has been in. So, okay. I, you know, I gotta, I gotta say, for, uh, for all the. Uh, I mean, definitely going to be mixed feelings about Mike Tyson as a person. Uh, but uh, as far as uh, as career reinventions, you know, I got to oh, give yeah. that guy, uh, yeah. you know, the, the hangover. Definitely. Uh, you know, the start Big of that. Time. His management team is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. His, his PR team. Uh, anyone anyone who I, I mean, there's not we don't have a number for how crazy a concept Mike Tyson's mysteries is. Um, <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I love and he's that great. 
that's the thing about it. Like, yeah. like I love Mike Tyson in Mike Tyson's mysteries. And then I saw him in this and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you're reminded that he doesn't write any of that. And it's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, all right. What the fuck moments? Well, I mean, I knew that there was going to be something the second that this movie started, and they misspelled "golden" in the uh, in the opening um, in the opening company uh, logos when it was a Glodden God, and I was just like, "Really? I don't think that your company is actually named Glodden God." <laughs> but uh, and from there, it was it was really all downhill. I mean, there's no question that you know Steven Seagal versus Mike Tyson is crazy what the fuck and the fight itself is what the fuck because tan bing is perhaps the worst action director that i've ever seen in my life <laughs> because those those punches and the reactions are off by seconds not just milliseconds they're off by whole seconds of like he's swinging and he's swinging at the air and then steven seagal will will like shift about two seconds afterwards and it's just like oh wow this is really well done you know, but like there's so much bad stuff like that in the way that it's made um and then the rest of the story is for largely no WTF other than the fact that they jammed Mike Tyson and Steven Seagal into this hella boring story about trying to build a cell phone network. And so I'm, I really don't know what to do with it. I think it'll be my highest score at a four. Um, well, no, I, I think there's some WTFs here. I mean, we've already mentioned that fight scene, which is not great. I mean, they could have tried to get a heavier man to double Seagal in it. That would have been nice not to have a slender Steven Seagal switching uh, between the real Steven Seagal and, yeah. The sp- you know, much like, much like not... Eva Knievel, Evil yeah. Knievel with his much <laughs> yeah. skinnier. Yeah. You know uh, that the, that was Seagal. Yeah, you know that the, was Seagal the saying replacement it. Like, that of the UN sense. flag with a Chinese flag to signal some sort of truce was just strange and my favorite wtf in this film is once the movie finally has its final ending in the movie it takes two pages of the smallest (laughs) text you've ever seen to actually wrap up what happened in this film i mean it tells his freaking life story um (laughs) For no apparent reason. I, although I still not, I don't know why our hero still leaves this film in handcuffs for some reason. Um, I saw the entire movie. I kind of understood the entire movie. Once again, I did have to watch scenes of it multiple times just to sort of figure it out. But I still don't know why he was arrested at the end. Um, yeah. So score wise, I'll say a six. Uh, let me see. WTF moments entertained me, and nothing in this movie entertained me. Uh, I will give it um, not a not a one because I'm I'm going to give it a little bit of something because I've never in my life seen a movie with so many people with such strong accents and so many 
wide variety of action or accents speaking <laughs> English. So, I mean, you can't follow the movie or understand anything because if you, if they have somebody has a strong accent, you really need to pay attention and get used to that accent. And when you're constantly switching between a different accent that's really strong then that you can't understand, you, you can't even follow the dialogue. To me, that's pretty yeah, – but, again, it comes back to the fact that they literally just grabbed people from the street the, that were the best actors, So, which is crazy for the budget the movie had. Um, two. I think it's funny that you said like the people from the street who are the best actors, and I I do I believe there were better actors on that street. <laughs> <laughs> Out of Kira, I don't know what street it was. <laughs> Did anyone actually figure out what na- nationality the bad guy was in this? Uh, uh, <laughs> you mean Mike Tyson or the other bad guy? No. Yeah, the other bad guy, the, mm. the 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 beard. Oh, the terrible, the awful cross oh. between French or and English accents uh-huh. that represented the yeah. West. Yeah, he was French just like the. Or, he was either would have been French or he would have been Belgium because that's what she yeah. was. Either French or Belgium. I'm pretty sure it was France. She was French. Yeah, she was French. So um, yeah. So yeah, he's. But yeah, he's he is just supposed to be the West. Like he's just you know he's kind of he's kind of oily he's kind of uh he he's just like mustache twirlingly evil Um, (laughs) and and nowhere near as fun as jack lemon you know plays mustache twirlingly evil (sighs) yeah i i uh i i agree with nick i had to go back to find out why he got arrested and so so he gets he he walks out with his uh with his new lady friend who there was I think one scene of sexual tension between the two of them. Um, and he walks out and he's immediately arrested and that's the end of the movie. And I'm like, what a weird ending. I don't know why he's being arrested. So I went back to start trying to figure that out. And I, I almost missed that there was a text page after <laughs> to explain why that scene doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. So he's, he's arrested. Uh, I, I believe and I do not think you can hold me to this. I believe he's arrested for illegally releasing the patent information on the 3G. Mm. Uh, the the software code for the 3G, which is what he needed to uh, to make the the phone call that this 110 move, minute movie revolves around. Um, but then it, it fades off and says like he was uh, he was released, so it's all okay. Uh, under arrest for fabricating documents and illegally releasing the DH3G source code is what it tells you in the um, in the text at the end. Uh, but yes, I almost missed that, which like left that ending even weirder. Um, <laughs> I think the uh, uh, Mike Tyson's end in this of uh, blowing oh. himself up for some reason. Um, I, this this I will say that the one way that China Salesman fits in with other movies we've done is that I spent much of the film going, why is anyone doing literally anything? <laughs> that is fair. You know, yeah, for a movie purporting to actually have story, it's shockingly light on it. Really, really lacking in, in motivation. Um, uh, four for me as well. I don't even know why he had to make the phone call. Well, that I know why, because they had to get the north and the south sides to uh, to talk, so that to avoid civil war. Yes, but they do say in the film when they establish that, why can't we just send a telegram? And I just didn't understand. I I didn't get why that was important. Why physically 
talking. It, what doesn't matter. No, no, it, no, it doesn't. To please, no, 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 no we don't want to belabor this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, memorable moments. I well, let's see. Now I will remember this as being the movie with Steven Seagal and Mike Tyson that uh, that they're in for almost five whole minutes, um, and. Uh, and I will remember this as being one of the blackest days of me having to watch movies. Um, yeah, two. Uh, I will give it a two as well, just so I remember not to watch it again. Oh, yeah. Although I think two minutes of this film might remind me. <laughs> watch the trailer over and over, and then you'll be, you'll be good. Yeah. Oh, man. This movie, uh, I mean... When you're talking about, I will remember that this movie almost made me want to quit doing this show. I that's the experience that I'll remember, not any actual things. I'll remember the experience of the movie and how bad it was. So I won't remember anything individually, except for the fight. But but that already covers really in schlock and everything. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll give it a two. But I mean, when 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 I'm sitting there, what I'll remember is sitting there and going, you know, I'd rather watch Food Fight. I'd rather watch Food Fight than this. That's something. Uh, this is the film that made me ask, is it time to reopen the books on Among the Shadows starring Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> because, <laughs> because I think I think that in hindsight, I wrote a little hard on that movie, considering. <laughs> oh, I agree. Yes, but in hindsight, I think that Jim Cotta <laughs> should have scored way higher. Considering yeah, oh, movies. that's the movie. You know, that's exactly it, though, but. I remember watching Jim Cotta, and that's the first movie we do, and we'd still do the shout-out to it. And even though it didn't score as high as we want, I remember, uh, James, you're always sitting there going, this movie is joyous. This movie is joyous mm-hmm. and, and during that episode. And, and that really stuck with me because that's what it is, and that's what we want. We want movies that are joyous despite being not good. They're joyous, and it's, it's so great to watch them. And this movie, there's nothing joyous about this. That's that's exactly sums it up perfectly. I'm with you. I'm only going to go with a one on this. Uh, I'm, I, I honestly didn't remember anything past that fight with uh, with uh, Seagal and Tyson at the beginning. So <laughs> crazy concept is our final category. I mean, I mean, it's based off a true story. So that in and of itself is not crazy. Um, I I think it's crazy to to put Steven Seagal and Mike Tyson into this movie and try to try to foist it off as an action movie but then again i mean if if you want to sell this movie then that's the best way to do it and so obviously that's what they did i, I can still only give it a one i'll go as high, high as a two um i think it's pretty crazy to try to stick mike tyson and uh, steven seagal in an obvious chinese propaganda film yeah that's pretty good <laughs> um, that description's better than two, actually. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that description is good. I'm still giving it a one because at the end of the day, it's a based on a true story. And if you're basing something on a true story, you know, it's difficult for it to be a crazy concept. Oh, I just assume <laughs> when I see based on a true story, somebody just put that at the beginning. I, I don't think there's any truth to it. Well, then they still deserve. Then they still deserve to be punished for it. <laughs> I think uh, I think if you start from, I, I want to do this film about the hero of Chinese 3G, the guy who brought 3G to the world, 
it's going to star Stephen Skull and Mike Tyson. And we're like, which one, do, which one of them plays the hero of the story? I'm like, neither one. Um, which, which one plays his like sidekick then? Also, neither one. He's only going to have one scene with Mike Tyson in the entire film and none with Steven Seagal. So <laughs> uh, I, I think that's a weird enough concept. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rock the whole octagon by giving it a four. <laughs> no, I, this, this, film, uh, this film is punished for being over 95 minutes. And, and it should there be was... punished twice. <laughs> <laughs> 110 effing minutes. 110 minutes, uh, which is by far the longest movie we've filmed or that we've done. I think it's uh, by about five minutes, uh, the longest one. Um, with there was talk about a second level of punishment. <laughs> 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 but as it stands, uh, that is that is enough to keep it as the uh, the new bottom of the octagon at 20, 22 out of one hundred, uh, three and a half points back from uh, Food Fight. Which wow, the, uh, three and a half it's points. Way under Food <laughs> That's Fight. And really, I never and, thought we'd beat Food Fight. And oh. ten full points back from Among the Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, well, shadows much better in this. It, yeah. Here's the thing. Like, if you had to give me a like, like, which of the Sophie's choice of which would you rather watch, Among the Shadows or or the China Salesman? It's just like, well, fuck, Among the Shadows. Give it to me any day. Like, Sophie's like, choice, but you have to. Cho- but you're you're you can't you can't choose none. That's the only reason it's Sophie's choice <laughs> because none isn't an option. <laughs> Oh God! Well, well, at least now we can get to a positive. Uh, yeah, that's that's right. So First, let's, let's do some business. Yes, yeah, do some business, and we'll tell the folks about the next movie, and then we'll. we'll All right, please that. subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast uh, app. Also, we're on uh, YouTube, uh, and uh, we are on Instagram at uh, Call Film Showdown, and. Uh, we're sponsored by WeTalkPodcasts.com, the home of the Octagon, where this film has just entered at the at the bottom. Uh, and <laughs> and also, We Talk Podcasts has a Twitter and they have a Facebook. But see, unlike unlike a good career, this one can't start at the bottom and rise to the top. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So, it anyways, from the bottom, and now it's here. Still at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to stay at the bottom, <laughs> unless unless things go really bad. And then, and I don't want things to go that bad. I'll cheer up. We still have some molded justice coming, so. Well, yes, next episode we have Jesse Ventura in Abraxas. So that one. uh, No mullet there. Nope. Just, uh, just a good old growly Jesse Ventura. So that's, uh, that should be, that should, I mean, it should be a far different, uh, much better experience for us. And now. Need Governor. I do believe that we can uh, we can move on to actually choosing our season concept for the next season of the cult film showdown. Jimmy Wright! So the concept here is we're all going to pitch a show, just in case you're a first-time listener, because uh, you wanted to know so much about China Salesman, so it's likely to grab us a lot of new <laughs> listeners. So the concept is we're all going to pitch. We're all going to pitch what we would do for the next season, and then pick it. And then at the final episode of this season, we'll each pick two movies. And when we say Jimmerate, it's because uh, Jim uh, uh, randomly picks the number between through his computer through number one to four to guess who gets to go first. That's right. In a profound misuse of the internet and the technology available to us, I'm choosing a number from one to four. Um, <laughs> 
You know, really, when we were kids, though, it took an entire computer the size of a room um, to choose a number between one and four. Now, now I only need a desktop and a, and a you know, high and a, a router and a 3G. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank God I have 3G. Uh, Stan, we're starting with you. All right. Well, well, I mean, one of the things that I that I really feel like is that we need to we need to get back to the core, back to the core of what we love a lot more. And so for me, um, I call this concept sibilance because who doesn't love Sybil Danning? And so I was thinking we do an entire season that's kind of a spotlight on Sybil Danning and her and her assets. <laughs> I like that. Her assets. And she does have assets, many, many assets. Oh, yes, she does. And plus, I think she's a better actor than both Steven Seagal and Mike Tyson. Also true. Um, boobs are almost as big as Mike Tyson's. Um, <laughs> all right. Next up, we got Nick. All righty. In an effort to get as far away from the China salesman, cellular, te- cellular technology and back to the original concept of B-movies, I think we should do an entire black and white season. Okay, black, black and white. Did you have a, did you have a title for it? Monochrome. Mayhem. Madness. That's it. I'm done. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't actually come up with a Monochrome. name this time around. I just came up with the concept. Okay. Mono a monochrome. How about that? <laughs> that there you work. go. <laughs> that's, uh, I like that one. Yeah. It, just repeated consonant sounds. That's, uh, that's my <laughs> expertise right there. Yeah. Oh, we, we seem to be doing this whole, this whole, uh, generation in, uh, in order. So it's, uh, Jack is up. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep up with that. I call this one copy cants. I can keep up with the alliteration there. Copycats, because for every big Hollywood star, there's a cult film uh, uh, actor that's that's their equivalent. That's kind of a copycat of them. So uh, I say we celebrate those gentlemen. Copycats. Copycats. Who does that leave next? Jim? Can you give me an example? Can you give me an example <laughs> of that? I don't think I got the concept. Uh, what? Like an actor, you know, <laughs> like, like for, for every, for every actor that's, you know, like for every, every actor, there's an equal and opposite reactor. So yeah. for, a, for a Harrison Ford, there's a Barryson Ford. Is that, I, I, <laughs> well, anyway, it's, yeah. it's okay. I mean, it's, it's not getting chosen anyway, because I've got my pitch now. <laughs> Sp- spotlight. I uh, stand started with spotlight. I've got a spotlight. Uh, I call eh, now we all we all love Phil Hartman. Uh, we all have Phil, and uh, Phil Hartman wasn't in a whole lot of B movies, so this is not a spotlight on Phil Hartman. Uh, though you could choose a Phil Hartman movie, this this uh, the spotlight season I am I am choosing is called Hi, I'm Troy McClure. Uh, Troy McClure, one of the characters Phil Hartman played, based on Doug McClure and Troy Donahue, classic B movie actors. So in the Hi, I'm Troy McClure season, you could choose any film by Doug McClure, Troy McClure. Or Phil Hartman. Okay, then. Okay. All right. Uh, time for the votes. We go in order. Uh, that, uh, if we go in the same order as we as we did this, is that how we do it? No, we usually just jam it out there. But uh, yeah. 
Well, either way, I'm going with Sybil Danning to me because uh, I like her assets. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we had the most chance of nudity if we go with the Sybil Danning season. And that's always a positive. <laughs> I it's interesting. We're all, we all seem to be. Uh, let's let's get back to basics. Uh, we need uh, we need VHS era and lots of boobs. So uh, <laughs> let's make it uh, three votes for Sybil Danning, and then uh, Stan, whatever one you you now vote for loses. That's right. I'll then provide one vote for the rest because there's no <laughs> point. <in> <laughs> for, for the sake of, for the sake of getting along, stand up stains. Yeah. 33 and a third for <laughs> each and each and every one. Do I get to, do I get to pick 33 and a third revolutions per monkey for any of them? though? <laughs> All right, Sybil Danning. It is uh, spotlight on Sybil Danning. What did you call it? I called it sibilance. Sibilance. All right, Sybil Danning with uh, 83 IMDb credits. I uh, think I caught that once. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is a cream for that. Nice. Uh, we we are we are dealing with uh, which is probably closer to about seventy actual films because there's a lot of TV appearances and such. So uh, maybe bring a couple extras uh, when uh, when we're choosing our season. <laughs> well, and we know we've seen a couple of them, so so there's and, that. Yeah, we've already there. had at least two. We have two so far. So we have Malibu Express, and we had uh, oh yeah, the, the and space. then the space Malibu yep. Express. Yep. Yeah, she's not fast. Yeah, I, either way, I've been in that one. I, yeah, I clearly remember from Malibu Express. Uh, <laughs> that'll be on the stars was the uh, the other film that we've done so far. It's just a matter of how many of us are going to pick the same movie because there's one or two that's like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> the key All thing right. is how many, the... how many prison movies is on there? Just on that IMDb, how many prison movies is on that list? Oh, I, I or love school, that. Or school movies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's got a lot of... Uh, a lot of her early credits are more like uh, the prostitute, uh, uh, judge's wife. Uh. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, I know that I know that we'll be able to find some stuff with her. So, but but hopefully we can all do a little bit of research and not wind up with the movie that she yeah. got paid. Do, got so, paid. do some research. <laughs> I do research before I pick every film on whether or not it's actually going to work. <laughs> <laughs> all right well I, th- I think we've sales uh, <laughs> 110 minutes yeah hopefully none of the symbols movies are 110 minutes for us but uh, <laughs> well you know what if it's... they are they're 110 minutes of uh you know her assets her assets exactly yes <laughs> all right let's let's pack it up and go home so that we can uh that we can watch watch a braxis all right so for jim and for J- jack not jack <laughs> <laughs> and and Nick, uh, I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and thanks for listening to the Cult Film Showdown. I want to thank you all. However, only two companies have been selected. Whoever wins the bidding wins respect. Once the communication collapses, the door of our success will be wide open. The capital is in chaos. The civil war is unavoidable.
got a lot of nerve coming here. Our people are not extinct.